You are listening to the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast with Cliff Ravenscraft and Father Roderick. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Biggest Loser Fan Podcast. My name is Cliff Ravenscraft. And my name is Father Roderick. We're here each and every week to, well, goodness, it changes every week what we do, Father Roderick. <laughs> it does. We never have a plan. <laughs> we never have a plan. Actually, we do. Uh, we have a plan to come here and basically connect with people around the world who have uh, really fallen in love with the TV show, The Biggest Loser, at least uh, have enjoyed watching it from an entertaining point of view and also an educational point of view. But not only just the folks who have uh, fallen in love with Biggest Loser, but also the folks who actually have now uh, been watching the Jillian Michaels show, uh, Losing It with Jillian. And we sit here and we talk about not just what's going on in the shows, but what's going on in our own lives and why it is uh, that we share this passion for these shows and, and the education and the learning how to live more balanced and healthy lives. Absolutely, because, you know, every TV show comes to an end, and uh, soon uh, we will see the last episode of this first season of uh, Losing It with Jillian, but our life is not on hold, and our quest to lead a more balanced and healthy life will continue, even in the intermission, and the next season of Biggest Loser is still a few couple of months away. I think they just announced uh, that it will be in the second half of September that they restart the show. But in the meantime, we got to stay on track, and that's why we are we are here. We want to motivate you, and we want to motivate ourselves because we need it just as much as you. Well, I have a question for you, Father Roderick. Um, we've now how many episodes of Losing It with Jolian have there been? Is it seven, six, seven, something like that? Yes, we. Um, this week was the seventh episode, so it's a very short series. I I, I wonder have are you still enjoying every episode as much as the first few episodes? It depends. It really depends on the type of families that she's visiting. Um, <clears throat> what what I think about um, uh, the the format in itself reminds me a lot, and I've I've said this before of uh, Hell's Kitchen or no Kitchen Nightmares. Yes, you know, where where, where uh, Gordon Ramsay goes to a, a, a failing restaurant and tries to get it back on track in a week, and then he comes back after usually after a year or so to see if the restaurant is still around, and. Uh, the emphasis there is a lot on drama and uh, uh, trying to get to the core of the problems that caused the downfall of the restaurant in the first place. And and in a way, this is kind of the losing weight version of that, where Jillian, as the expert, goes to visit a, f- a family that fails on the level of health, and she tries to to figure out to go to the core of what's what's wrong and what has caused the behavior, um, and tries to fix it, but. Um, in the first few episodes, I, I was very convinced that she definitely got there and there was some real change and a real, uh, change in mentality. And the last few episodes felt more contrived, especially the episode before the episode of this week. And I don't think that you've seen it, but she went to, uh, a community of, uh, Native Americans and you could tell, that actually the week had been a disaster and she barely, barely changed a tiny little bit with a few people, but it wasn't the runaway success. And yet they kind of hyped it up and they made it seem as if it was, again, another big victory. And and somehow um, it didn't really convince me. And, and I, I, I thought it was, you know, I, I wouldn't mind seeing an episode where it just fails and where people are just not open for the message because I think it's part of the reality. 
Yeah. And so that's kind of my take. And, 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 you know, other, other episodes are still really good because I can, you know, identify with the people that are, um, that are displayed, but you don't have like with the biggest loser. What I like is that there are so many contestants that, that there are always a few people that you absolutely adore and love and root for. And there are always a couple of people that you absolutely loathe and <laughs> you wish they would be off the show. And it makes the whole viewing experience more enjoyable. Whereas with, with losing it with Jillian, it's, it's, it's more uneven. What is your impression? That's exactly my take. I, I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love Gordon Ramsay, and and I really enjoy all his stuff. But Kitchen Nightmares is something that I, I will if I if I don't have anything else to do and it's recorded on my DVR, I'm going to watch it. But mm-hmm. I don't look forward to that show anymore because I I mean I can tell you right now what the next episode is going to be. I mean if if they if the, an episode I've never seen before, I know Gordon Ramsay is going to go. And I just know that the owner of the restaurant is going to be some obstinate, you know, total arrogant jerk that's going to cuss Gordon Ramsay out. And, and somebody's going to... He's going he's to taste the menu and he's going to say, it's all bleep. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. He's going to throw up into a garbage can. I mean, it's... Exactly. It, yeah. I, I, yeah. I know exactly what's going to happen. I mean, it, it, it's... You don't run really run into anybody... In, in Kitchen Nightmares, where you see something like, oh, I'm so glad you're here. I need you. I'm a sponge, and I, I, totally, I, I have made a mess of my business, and, and I, I'm just the clean palette, or uh, what do you call that? Um, what do artists use? Uh, uh, a blank canvas? Yes, I'm a blank canvas. Please do your magic. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm waiting for that episode of Kitchen <laughs> Nightmares, and it's just not going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm I'm already seeing with just a very few episodes of Jillian Michaels I'm starting to see the same predictability. It's just like yeah. it, it's like they are only going for certain types of people. You know, mm-hmm. I I want an episode and and I I have to admit I did miss two uh two weeks so far. Yeah. I didn't get last week and the week before, but I did see this week's. And and I just haven't seen that episode where somebody comes in and says Oh my gosh! I am so I can't believe you you chose us. This is the greatest thing. Oh my gosh! I this is amazing. I am you know, and I, I'm waiting to see the one where Jillian's trying. You know how Jillian? I, I know the format. She wants to break them into tears and yes. wants to make them quit the first thing. I want to see them her continue to try that, and that the family is still going strong at three o'clock in the morning. <laughs> well, we've seen something like that. Uh, there was actually this one family. I think they were called the the Vivio family um, in Springfield, Tennessee, and this was kind of on the countryside. And um, and that was the first time that actually that Jillian arrives, and they're like, "Okay, let's work out," and yeah. they're in, unstoppable. And and Jillian is like, "I'm exhausted," and these guys still want to continue. Okay, that, so was kind of, that was really funny. Was that the one on the football field? Um, gosh, I don't remember. I, it was the one where, where they, they had a bridge that had broken down and that became kind of the, the, the symbol of the family, like there, and, and nothing really worked and the dad had given up on, on everything and, uh, very strong minded people. Um, there, I, I mean, the, that whole family was, was, was definitely driven by willpower. 
but still some serious, serious issues. And because they were so driven, it was very difficult for Jillian to get to the core and to get them to see what, what they were doing to their kids. And, and there was a, there was a touching moment. That was one of the moments, uh, somewhere halfway that episode that I was really touched and that I thought, okay, this is where I see the real magic that Jillian is able to do. I mean, where she really gets to the core of at least one of the major problems in that family. And one of the kids was, um, you know, it, it was everybody in that family was tall, strong. They all love to, to, to play sports. And yet, you know, everybody's overweight and they have like very bad habits. Um, but there's this one kid who, is, who doesn't like f- football, who doesn't want to become a football player. And because of that, he's kind of ignored by his dad. And there's kind of this, this lingering, unspoken rejection uh, by his dad. And, uh, and, and Jillian very quickly sees that the, the, the kid who suffers most is the is is the youngest boy who is very vulnerable um and uh, there's this this overall mentality in that family uh and that's mostly coming from the dad and the mom like uh you're weak suck it up you know cer- certainly don't show it and just you know be brave and be strong and and it doesn't work because you can only be strong if you feel safe and if you if if people have affirmed you and 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 um that you have a, a, a sense of self-worth. And the, the funny thing is that, that Jillian, at the end of the episode, really gets through to these parents and to the mom also by showing them that the way that they feel about their, themselves, this uncertainty and this kind of, uh, they're, they're not happy with where they are in life. And they try to mask that with this strong exterior attitude of, you know, I'll suck it up, you know, nobody gets to me. Um, that that same behavior that they use to hide their own insecurity is creating that insecurity with their youngest son. And that if they continue, he's going to suffer much more than they because, you know, he's, he's just not the same type of guy. And so there's this kind of reconciliation between the dad and the boy and, 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 uh, there is amazing progress afterwards. Well, so that was, that was the one episode where I thought, okay, this is the kind of stuff that I want to see. And it touched me really to see that, that, you know, the, the conversation that Jillian had with the boy and then later on the conversation between the boy and the dad I was like this is an issue that is so relatable for so many of us because we we all have our daddy issues and uh and and we all at one point in our life discover that a lot of our insecurity is 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 coming from the fact that you know we've not been um positively motivated in the past and and people were more looking and and our parents might sometimes emphasize more the things that we don't do well rather than or or project their dreams of of what we should be instead of you know affirming and 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 stimulating our own talents and our own unique kind of uh gifts in life right well I, i'll tell you what with hearing all of that i know i know that's one of the episodes that i didn't see and so i'm definitely going to go back and try to fill in I, I, the native american one even though it was a one that kind of let you down a little bit i, I still want to see that one because I, I didn't it's an interesting one because it, it fails and uh there is this actually <laughs> they downplay it in uh in the final edit um but there's this um this 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 whole community is extremely overweight i mean right. everybody everybody in the whole village is overweight and uh they they start to show these festivities that they have and the kind of food that they prepare and everything is is and it, this must be kind of a re um like a reaction to 
being oppressed or, you know, the whole history, I think, of Native Americans. But they, they emphasize, you know, this is our tradition and we cook this stuff and we've, our fathers and forefathers have always cooked it this way. And so they eat this fried bread and it's just a piece of bread that they put in a deep fryer and it's just soaked with fat. You know, they, they, they lift it up and you see the yellow fat dripping on the plate. It's like, oh, 5,000 calories per plate, you know, at least. And Jillian is like, this food, this has nothing to do with your tradition or, or with your identity. This food is killing you. It's killing your whole community. And so there, she's invited at this one party that they organize also a little bit for, for Jillian. And, and, you know, of course, the camera crew is there and they hope to see lots of Native American traditions and it's all very colorful. And, and, and it looks like the, the, you can see in the minds, uh, you can tell that, that, that um, uh, the, 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 how do you say that? The, the director must have had in mind is, oh, this is just a very cool way to, for Jillian to meet the community and she'll get to do the, the Indian dances and stuff. And Jillian is like there. I'm not going to sit here and and see how these people just eat themselves to death. So she takes that bread, all of it, and she dumps it in the garbage can. And the village explodes. Oh, my God. She almost gets herself killed. I mean, there, there is a kid running after her, grabs the plate from Jillian's hands, takes the bread, and smacks it in Jillian's face. And they only show it for five seconds. And I was like, what just happened? Oh, my gosh. How did I miss this? Physically attacked by the kid. And then afterwards, nothing, nothing works. She tries to rally up the people to, you know, get them for for a, a workout. Nobody shows up. She flies in this doctor from Hollywood and nobody shows up. And you can see, you know, day by day, the Jillian and I think also the the her crew, they're like desperate. Like, like how are we going to turn this into a, a successful episode? And so the whole thing, if you rewatch it, it's interesting to see how with editing, they still make it seem as if it was a success, but it was actually a big failure. And um, you, you, somewhere halfway, you, you, uh, there's this conversation with the kind of the, the el- one of the elders of the tribe. And he's explaining that, you know, throwing food away is like a mortal sin um, because there have been times in the past where there was not enough food and food is sacred. And if you throw it away, it's an offense to the people. It's an offense to people who prepared it. It's, uh, you know, basically throwing away their Native American identity, blah, 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 blah. They have this whole construct around food. And and the fact that Jillian did this shock thing, I think it almost, I mean, it it was just really dangerous what she did. And yeah. still, I admire it because it, she was totally right. And I was thinking, I've, I think we had this discussion in the past as well about, you know, and, and I know that this is an issue that we always get reactions to, is like people don't like to throw away food. Right. So they, they, they and, and I've had that time in my life as well where I just had to finish my plate because I'm not going to throw it away. Until I read this one quote, and I don't remember who said it. It might have very well have been Jillian herself or, or Dr. Monty or something like that. and. And the, the, the reasoning was this, like, okay, so you don't want to eat that food because you think it's a, it's a waste and you think of all the children in the third world countries that don't have anything to eat and you're throwing food away. But rem- realize that the food, no matter if you throw it away or you eat it, will end up in the sewer. The only difference is that it, for, you know, if you throw it away, it will go to the sewer immediately. 
and in the other in the other option, if you eat it, it passes through your system, makes you sick, and then ends up in the sewer. That's and that a- was such a, rev- a revelatory thing. I was like, that is so totally right. And for me, it was the thing that I needed to stop, you know, finishing uh, the, all the leftovers. And and either just put them in the freezer and eat them on, on another day, or just, you know, if it's too much and I can't keep it, throw it away. Because I'd rather throw it away than than to let it pass through me and make me sick, which ultimately also affects society because they have to kind of, you know, compensate for all the, the costs that I cause by my unhealthy lifestyle. And of course, it doesn't all pass. Excuse me. It doesn't all pass through you because what happens is many times when your body cannot digest that food, sometimes it just soaks it all in as oh all yeah, this other yeah, stuff. Well, so, sure, definitely. Uh, I mean, it it'll it will it won't do anything any good. Um, well, but it's yeah, it was an interesting. I, I mean, so there's good and there's bad in the episodes. It, it, you got to realize this is commercial TV, and so they want to play it safe. And for Jillian, this is her first series outside of big, the biggest loser. And so I can understand that she sometimes might sacrifice a little bit of the kind of authentic nature of what she does to, you know, the kind of the formula because they just don't want to take any risks and you don't want to go too you don't, you don't want to experiment too much in the first season of a TV show. And it might very well be that if this show is, does well in the ratings that next year will be a little bit more adventures. Here's, here's hoping. <laughs> yeah. I, I hope they do. Cause I, I mean, obviously I have not seen this native American one, but I, I mean, if something's a failure, I kind of wish they would kind of edit it in a way that, that she says, Hey, t- you know, this just didn't work out and it's okay. I mean, I, I mean, not everybody can be changed and, and yeah. you know, some people are setting their ways. Um, as far as the most recent episode, I don't think you've seen that one yet. Um, Stephanie and I watched it this week when it came out, and uh, the I, it was the first episode that I've watched where uh-huh. at the end the, she didn't give fifty thousand dollars to the parents, but instead uh, gave a sealed envelope for money towards a college fund for the kids. Right. Right. So, and and one of the things that I do know is is the the parents had lost some weight, but certainly not as much as what we've seen in previous episodes. And Jillian even says, "Well, they didn't lose a ton of weight, but you know, they, yeah. they made some progress." It's like, oh, okay, okay. It was a bit disappointing. Yeah, I was reading the the summary on the on the website, and uh, man, I was like, okay, so he lost thirty three pounds, boo hoo, and she lost seventeen pounds. Man, that's that's. Uh, even that's offensive. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, there, uh, there were some interesting points in what I read, uh, especially the whole thing about smoking. Oh, yeah. The competition with the kids and the kids actually asking the dad, I think, to stop smoking. Or was it was it the, the mom. mom who was it was the mom. The mom. And that that really reminded me of my own youth where my 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 father was a heavy smoker when I was a kid. And he would smoke everywhere in the house, in the car. And, uh, and at the time, I don't think that there was much research about how damaging health was. And, uh, my grandfather, so my, my, my father's dad actually died of lung cancer and he was a heavy smoker as well. So I remember that as a child, I just couldn't understand why my dad continued to smoke, even though his dad died of, of lung cancer. And, and, um, it's, uh, and it's only much, much later that he started to 
kind of well, he first tried to switch from cigarettes to you know filter cigarettes and then to cigars and but it, it's just this habit that he has until today, and I just never got it, and I was so. I mean, I can't tell you how hard it is to sit in a small French car, I mean, a European car. We had a, a Renault, a Renault 4, which was this tiny little uh, a con- sardine container. You know, it's like a, a just a, a small cube, a cube of, of, of and, and, you know, you couldn't open, there was no air conditioning in the car that you couldn't open the windows because otherwise, you know, the wind would blow it, uh, blow it away. <laughs> and, and to be stuck in that car on our way to France to, uh, for vacation. And my dad would just smoke a whole pack of cigarettes in the car. And, and we, and it was just literally this blue mist in the car. And we were all sick and almost vomiting. And I, I remember I was like, I, I don't get it. Why do people smoke? It's so revolting. And uh, and I developed a huge allergy against smoking, not just a mental allergy, but but even if I am like, if 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 a person um, is, I'm I'm living here in a in a directory on the first on the second floor, and if I have my window open and someone on the street below on the other side of the road walks by smoking a cigarette, I start to sneeze. Yeah. So it's incredible. It's like almost like there's. This homeopathic dilution of of this of the smoke particles, and yet I'm you know apparently because of the damage in in my early years, I've become so hypersensitive that I just cannot I I can't stand it when people smoke, and it's and so, I mean it's it's the one thing that Jillian always tells every contestant in The Biggest Loser, um, first thing they have to do is to stop smoking, because that if there is anything that is that is. One hundred percent, always damaging. It's smoking. So, uh, but at the same time, man, that must be difficult because it's it's yeah. such a dependence. Well, I'll tell you. Um, I have, I'm not sure if you've ever heard of the author Malcolm Gladwell, but nope. uh, I think a book that I you would probably find rather interesting is a book that I've read uh, called The Tipping Point. And oh, right. yeah, I heard about that. The Tipping Point is such a wonderful book, and it talks about how epidemics uh, spread. And the question is whether or not if we look at epidemics such as syphilis, suicide, smoking, and some of these other epidemics, um, and also epidemics in, you know, marketing, you know, how how certain things go viral. um, The the question is, can we look and understand what causes something to make an epidemic happen? And he talks about the fact that this thing is is this this thing called the tipping point when 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 it tips, you know, when something just like goes viral, and right. and the um, the book actually has a whole deal about smoking, and and there's some interesting stuff on there. So I don't know, it, it, that's something to to consider looking into. And I think it's interesting because as you know, you and I are creating things that we want, we want like pursuing a balanced life and to healthy eating and healthy living and all this other. We, you and I are in the business of trying to create epidemics. So I think it's a great read and there's yes, some valuable insights there. Yeah. And it's, it's, um, it's always interesting to see, you know, I, I meet a lot of people in my, in my work as a priest and, um, and sometimes I, co- I come across people that are, you know, they smoke and they want to quit. Uh, but they're, they, there's just not enough 
impetus. There's, there's, you know, it's like, okay, well, I don't smoke that much, you know, and yes, I can, I can quit anytime, but I just don't want to. And then I was like, okay, well, <laughs> don't all addicts say that, that I can quit anytime and what the proof is in the pudding. Um, and I, I, I recently met someone, uh, a guy and, um, he's a runner. He runs marathons. I mean, he's like super athletic. Um, I mean, and, and he runs fast marathons and yet He's a chain smoker. He smokes two packets, packet, two packets or packages every day. And like, how, how does that doesn't compute? I couldn't, I cannot understand how you can run and smoke at the same time. He must put so much strain on his lungs. And, um, anyway, it's, 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 uh, it's, it's very hard for, I think, for a non smoker to understand, um, what goes on if you're addicted to smoking. And and perhaps vice versa. Also, it must be very difficult for a non for a smoker to understand how incredibly revolting it can be for a non-smoker to be in the presence of a smoker. Yeah, and um, I had but, similar experiences when I was a child. My mom was a, a smoker as well, and I I, mean, I gosh no, at least our cars were big enough that we could crack the window without it blowing away. So I I remember in the dead of winter, the car was hot because the heater was on. My mom was smoking. And I would literally now the back windows and the back seats in our cars never went all the way down. They would just go halfway. I guess they were afraid of kids, you know, jumping out the back window or whatever. <laughs> so, so I would put it down as much as I could, and I would just sit there and hold my head sideways and just like, oh, you like the dog with a yes, <laughs> I'm just like the dog trying to get fresh air, stick my tongue out. Oh, but anyway, so I, I definitely understand that. But yeah, the 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 tipping point has some interesting thing, and especially um, it talks about the the number of people who actually um, find that it is a medication for uh, depression and, and and that some correlations there is just out of this world uh, really helped open my mind to the understanding of why it's so difficult for a smoker to quit smoking well there is I think there's always a psychological aspect to it but but more than with food addiction, there is just a physical addiction. There's a dependency on that stuff, and it, it literally makes you sick if you if you quit. Yep. And and we don't want to feel bad, and that's why it's so dangerous. And it's ah, it, uh, it's the yeah. most devious thing that we still allow in our society. I mean, uh, people have a lot of criticism always. On I live in the Netherlands for new listeners, and of course, the Netherlands has a va- very bad reputation when it comes to like drugs, etc. And they always think of Amsterdam as you know everybody smokes drugs, and then you can get drugs everywhere, and it's just one big hellhole. Or just <laughs> and in reality, it's it's of course not as bad as it as as people think it is. But um, the thing is, we, we have a very double attitude. For, on the one hand. We say that we know that drugs are dangerous and they create an addiction and we do whatever we can to combat it and to keep that away from our children. And at the same time, smoking, which is a, an objective killer, and it, it does tremendous damage to, to the health of people. It causes cancer, not just for the smoker, but also for the people around the smoker. And yet it is apparently in a different league because it's kind of still more or less accepted and I, I guess that if you would start uh, a campaign, you know, that, of the same um, intensity against smoking, if you would combat that with the same attitude as you would combat drug, other drugs, I should say other drugs, because smoke, smoke, cigarettes are, is, a, is a drug. 
you know, um, there would be such a backlash. It would be almost impossible. Yeah. And it's so funny that we have that those double standards. Well, and the thing is, and, and again, and I, I'm not trying to tell people to go buy this book, but I mean, it everything you're saying in the states here, we have <clears throat> we have an anti-smoking campaign out that's out of this world. I mean, really? oh yeah, in in all of our schools, I mean, they there are probably billions of dollars being spent on trying to keep kids from starting to smoke and the epidemic is not slowing and wow. and and the book talks about why those why the campaigns aren't working and and it actually gives some advice on some of the things that do work and and the whole and, and it actually talks about you know the fact that what it takes to actually become addicted to a cigarette is not what people think and sometimes yeah. it would be best just to let a you know to let your kids you know, go ahead and smoke cigarettes and, and play around with it for a little while and, and stuff like that. And then determines like, oh, okay, I'm done with that because it's not as addicting as what people think. And it, it, it's great. It's a great chapter of the book. I mean, it, it really opened my eyes to huh. the whole smoking thing. Sounds like a yeah, definitely a, 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 another take on the whole on the whole phenomenon. And, and there are definitely uh, processes or, um, you know, whenever it comes to addiction, there's there's always a reason why people do things. And as long as you, if if you stop at at combating the symptoms and instead of going to the the root of the problem, then you will never solve the problem. It's the same thing with obesity and with unhealthy living. <clears throat> it's it's it, you know it's it, it crash diets don't work. Why? Because you're you're trying to combat the symptoms instead of going to the core of the problem. And, and that is why I think that the, the losing it with Jillian, the you know, despite the kind of commercial uh, uh, format of the show, it it still really makes it clear that there's always a story behind the behavior of people, and that you cannot just look at people and judge them like, oh man, that person should just get her, himself or herself into shape. If you would tell a person that, it will it will probably just be the the exact opposite result that you will get. Whereas if you start to understand why a person is using food or whatever other addiction to compensate for something, then you might be able to really help someone. And that's what I like about Jillian. And and she seems to want to always get to that place with people. And, and, um, you know, I I just don't know how she expected to do that with an entire community of Native Americans. So I'm going to have to go check that one (laughs) out. It's a little bit ambitious in one week, yes. (laughs) Hey, we've got some audio feedback. Do you want to see what we have on on the line here? Absolutely. All right, let's turn to Maggie. Uh, she's got a message for us. Hi, Cliff and Father Roderick. Sorry, big truck going by. Um, <laughs> this is Maggie from Northern Virginia. Um, uh, oh, yeah, I'm calling in for um, Biggest Loser, fan podcaster. We're losing it with Jillian Michaels, whatever you guys are doing this summer. <laughs> um, I'm actually out on a walk, and I realized I wanted to call you guys and let you know that Jillian Michaels has an iPhone app. Um, I think it came out last Friday. Um, Jillian Michaels, what's the name of it? it I don't know. You Google, if you search Jillian Michaels in the um, iTunes Music Store, it'll come up. It's free. Um, it seems pretty cool so far. Like, when you create a profile, and you have to log into that every time. I learned that, so I was like... Why am I not seeing any of this stuff? You have to go to your own profile every time. So you could have more than one profile, I guess. Not sure how that would work. Um, it'll track your weight. You can also track your calories on it. I have not tried that, but I'm a big Lose It fan, so 
and everything's on lose. I've been using lose it for like a year and a half, so I'm probably not going to change that. You can track your progress. The other pretty cool thing about it is it is will be a pedometer for you. I'm not sure how accurate it is exactly. Um, I haven't used it very often. I had to pause um, during it, actually, because I got a phone call. So I really, really like it um, so far. It's, so it's the first version. It's free, and, you know, it's pretty cool. So search for Dylan Michaels in the iTunes Music Store and use it. Um, it's like Dylan Michaels Fitness Motivation or something like that, and it's free. Um, All righty. Oh, he, she has a question. All okay. Was, I am looking for a good um, iPhone app that is a pedometer. I have used RunKeeper Free, and it's okay. Um, but like it eats the battery with the GPS. Will all of them do that, or is it just that one? So, before you get some feedback, I'm walking quite a lot these days. Um, I'm training to do the Susan G. Coleman three-day in October, um, which is 60 miles, wow. 20 miles each day. So I'm doing quite a lot of walking these days. I need a good pedometer. And what's <laughs> like one on my phone that doesn't eat my battery. Um, the pedometer that I have on my, that I wear, you know, on my pants, it's not always so accurate. All right, I'm going to go ahead and stop here, if you don't mind, Maggie. Uh, <laughs> yes. So so a couple things here. The the Jillian Michaels application, I downloaded this uh-huh. and, and when I had my iPhone 3G. Now, I will tell you, my iPhone 3G, my, my GPS never really worked all that well ever since they upgraded to the 3.0 software. And so I downloaded it. I played with it for a little bit. It was, I mean, they're just, it just didn't seem to have the nice flow that I liked at first. Uh, and then I got I got my new iPhone four, and to be honest with you, I haven't played with it since. Um, and I noticed that the and an update an update came down, and it actually said, you know, hey, we've you know got your feedback, and you know we've we've changed the way this is done, the way that's done, and so supposedly it's better. I haven't tried it. Have you seen the application, Father Roderick? Do you like I'm, it? I'm looking at the page right now. Um, the uh, it it is a free app, so definitely uh, worth checking out uh, because it's it's free. Um, I'm reading the description is uh, you've seen Jillian Michaels help people shed hundreds of pounds on NBC's The Biggest Loser and losing it with Jillian. Now you can get that same hard driving encouragement from your, for your own workouts when you download the only fitness app from America's toughest trainer. Free, really, is absolutely free. Just download and set up your profile to begin training. Whether you're starting out or you're Looking to step up the intensity of any workout, Jillian Michaels Fitness Motivation can help you reach your goals faster with tips and guidance on maximizing your workouts, easy-to-use tools to track calories burned, distance run, and log pounds lost, videos of Jillian Videos of Jillian demonstrating some of her favorite killer moves that you can use to build your own customized circuits, charts and graphics to visualize your progress as you approach every milestone, GPS and motion tracking to calculate your workout's intensity in real time. That's a lot of stuff for free. That's not bad. Um, I'm definitely going to try this out, and uh, I might give it a review uh, next in the next episode to okay. let you know uh, what it is. But I can already tell that I'm I'm interested in seeing these videos. 
Yeah, because uh, I've I've got a few of the DVDs, and that's pretty hardcore stuff. I mean, that's uh, whew. The, what's the killer workout with Jillian, or what's that DVD that you're doing? Uh, Cliff? Uh, last chance workout. Last chance workout. <laughs> it's like your last breath workout. <laughs> yeah, th- I'll tell you what, Jillian will kill you in that video because every time I do it, you know how you see them the first week or so where they get sick and have to go outside and well, yeah. they get sick. <laughs> That's how I feel after every one of those last chance workouts with Jillian if I do all of it. I don't know oh. if I have some kind of balance issue when I get down on the floor or something like that, but I just start getting really ill. Yeah, could be. But uh, or it's just part of the of the training. What I also notice, and, and I'm very glad with this audio feedback, is it made me discover um, a podcast, a Jillian oh. Michaels podcast. No way. I was a huge fan of uh, Jillian Michaels' radio show, which she did on KC, KCRW, uh, but she stopped doing that somewhere halfway uh, this past season, and probably because she was prepping for the uh, losing it with Jillian Michaels and, and just didn't have enough time to do a radio show. Uh, but she's just, just great advice, and apparently this podcast kind of gives a summary of the tips that she gave in her radio show. Um. And, well, just look uh, in iTunes, search for Jillian Michaels podcast, and you'll find it. The only downside is, uh, apparently, from what I read, and I haven't, I haven't listened to this yet, it's not Jillian's voice. So the podcast itself is, oh, actually, it's, <laughs> it's a fan cast. Now I see it. Yeah, no, I think that's probably Dave Jackson. Yeah, David Jackson. Did you ever listen to that? Uh, I know I haven't listened to it, but I, I do know who Dave Jackson is. In fact, I have some audio feedback from him here in the show. So, oh wow. Oh, anyway, but it, apparently he takes cues from the radio show and kind of summarizes that in a podcast. Which, which by itself, I think that's interesting. That's worth worth trying out. Very cool. It's another thing that I'm going to try out. We'll check that out. Hey, Father Roderick, I'm going to click play here on one of the videos from her, her app. Let's see what it sounds like here. Um, it was, ah, there we go. Hi, I'm Jillian Michaels, and this is my butt, of course, glutes workout. The idea here, rock hard booty. You get the deal. So, here's what we're going to do. We're going to start with alternating forward lunges, okay? Drop it forward and back. Forward and back. And then backward lunge. And up, and backward lunge, and up, and then right here. Side lunge and over. Okay, so the videos are, uh, it's very much like videos that you would see on an instructional DVD that she would normally do. Cool. And and I'm looking here, there is uh, top to bottom, armed and dangerous, plank pose with dumbbells, lean, mean, leg workout, ripped up abs, uh, super shoulders, butt of course, that is the (laughs) one that she just did. Uh, Let's see here, Uh, get back. Uh, compound movement workout, upside down abdominal workout, uh, best chest mini workout, core power, upper body strength, and lower body strength. So I'm going to have to go through and, and take a look at those various different um, videos myself. Sounds cool. I'm, I'm going to try it out. This could be a good motivation for uh, for this week's uh, workout. There we go. I'll tell you what. We'll, we've got time for one more call, and this is a short one. Oh, and, and Maggie had a question about pedometers. I am oh, yeah. I am not a fan of pedometer apps on these iPhones at all. I don't I don't find them to be accurate. Um, uh, I find that they're they're way off because of course I'm a perfectionist and I like things to be precise. Uh, if you yeah. go to gspn.tv/pedometer, all right, gspn.tv/pedometer, 
that will take you to I what I think is probably the best speedometer out there. It costs about fifteen bucks, and it is one that just clips onto your you know your belt or some something that you clip onto. Um, and of course, it just basically is a, a standard pedometer. But it the mechanism in it is counterweighted in such a way that it, I just find it to be extremely accurate. Yeah. And when I was counting my steps or you know whatever, I, I was always using that. And you can program in what your stride is. And once you program in your stride, it'll calculate how many miles you've went. I really prefer a device like this versus an application. I've tried a bunch of them in the iPhone, and none of them have worked. And as someone in the chat room mentions, uh, using a pedometer, pedometer application on your iPhone, uh, it drains your battery. Um, and so, uh, yeah, <laughs> if you're going out for a long walk, it's much, it's much better to just take a separate pedometer. Yeah. Uh, instead of draining uh, your iPhone. Now, I will tell you that I'm no longer using a, pedo- a pedometer these days, at least not at this point in time, but I have been using RunKeeper Pro. And, mm-hmm. uh, of course, I've got the iPhone 4, and my battery lasts a lot longer than what it did in my iPhone 3G. I've got good uh, GPS reception now with the new phone. And uh, I've... Uh, st- well, gosh, Stephanie, I think, has been... Well, here, hold on. Let's see. If I go to runkeeper.com... Uh, should only take me just a second to click on fitness reports and I'm going to click on month. And so far I've gone 26.9 miles this month. And if, if I'm at 26.9, Stephanie's probably around 35 or 40 miles this month so far. Wow. Yeah. Didn't she set herself a goal of, of walking a hundred miles in one month? Yes. Ooh, that is ambitious. (laughs) It is very ambitious. (laughs) That'd be three point, I think it's 3.2 miles a day. Uh, but she, you know, she, she, I told her, I said, set yourself that goal. That's fine. Uh, I said, but you know, if if you get behind and you don't make it, don't let that, don't let, don't let that discourage you. Instead, what you should do is you should say, Hey, I don't care if I've messed up. I'm going to, maybe I can try to double up a day here or a day there, but at the end of the month, see how close you came to your goal. And so let's just say you make it to 60, you know, you make it to 60 miles. Well, you didn't make it to a hundred, but Hey, you know what? So now you know that your base is 60 next month, try 70 and, and, and continue to get and make the goal, keep the goal of a hundred miles, but you know, see what it takes to get you there. Absolutely. All right. But anyway, Maggie, I'm afraid there's, there's really no good accurate pedometer using those accelerometers in your phone. Afraid to say, all right. So turning to Dave Jackson from over at the Jillian Michaels podcast. Cliff, hey, it's Dave Jackson from the Jillian Michaels podcast and the Logical Weight Loss podcast, and uh, you got to help me out. Jillian Michaels just came out with an iPhone app, and I have neither an iPhone or an iPod Touch. I have an iPod, so I figured that would fit for the Biggest Loser podcast. You and Father Roderick can uh, play with that and let us know if it's any good. It's free. It gives you uh, some videos of her doing things. It allows you to track your exercise. I think it's there's GPS on it so that it uh, can monitor how intensely you're exercising. But if you don't have an iPod or, I'm sorry, an iPhone or an iPod Touch like me, you're out of luck. So test it out and let us know. Thanks. We'll talk to you later. Keep up the good work. All right. Well, it sounds like Father Roderick is going to take on the challenge of going and downloading the app, creating a profile, and playing around with it for us. And he'll report next week. Am I right? Absolutely. All right. <laughs> Very cool. I, I am. I'm a. I'll tell you what. Right now, for me, my arsenal is. 
I'm using both the the Lose It application for tracking the calories and and uh, in 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 tracking the exercise in my weight loss journey. And then of course I'm trying to talk while I'm finding the button to push. There we go. And <laughs> and I'm also using the the Runkeeper Pro uh, for tracking those miles. And what I love about Runkeeper Pro is when you have it. Um, you can also go to their website and you can add activities, even if they're not trackable, let's say, by GPS. You can go in and track um, stuff that you do on the elliptical or the treadmill or all that other good stuff. <laughs> It'd be nice if Runkeeper Pro and Lose It would combine as one application. Yeah, and that they would make it international so I can uh, you know, use it for, for European food as well. You know, I, I the funny thing is, is I, I I hear you say that, and I don't go in and look for the food at all. I actually calculate the calories. Like for example, here's what Stephanie does: uh, she'll be cooking dinner, and she'll have all the ingredients laid out on the counter, and she has a, a, a blank notebook, and she'll write down all the calories of all the ingredients uh, step by step as she goes along, and then she will divide that number by the number of portions that that makes, and that's how many calories and all I'm doing, the only thing I do, I have, um, I actually got rid of all the food stuff and I have um, miscellaneous 10 and miscellaneous 100. So that one serving is 100 calories or one serving is 10 calories. And so if I have, if Stephanie says, hey, your dinner's tonight is 350 calories, I just go in and put three and a half servings of that thing. And I've never right. looked up food. Yeah. No, sure. That's that's also what I've been doing. I've, I've uh, There's a, a Dutch website that will calculate the calories for the, the for our food, and I just entered that into the database in in um, in Lose It, and I'm using that. So yeah, it is definitely usable, but uh, it's not available in in international Apple stores. That's the only oh, or, that's or, what you mean. Yeah, so you can't download it. Oh. You're out of luck. But it's it's a great it's a great app. I, I wish they would do like a generalized version. Oh, that yes, stinks. I, I didn't know that. Well, oh, well. Uh, those crazy there are people. there are ways to uh, to get an American account. You <laughs> should just Google that. Get, <laughs> it's not too hard. Yes, just Google get American iTunes account. Now, can you use both your American account apps and your your home country apps as well? Yeah. No, no difference. The only thing is, if if there's an update, you have to log in to your you know to the account with which you downloaded that particular app. That's the only problem. But uh, no, it's all it's all compatible. Gotcha. Very cool. Well, folks, thank you for tuning in to another episode of The Biggest Losers slash Losing It with Jillian Michaels slash Father Ark and Cliff Ravenscraft Talk About Their Life podcast <laughs> and invite you to call us every week. Uh, give us a call. We want to hear from you. 859-795-4067. I want to say a uh, big thank you to Richie, who's also called in. He's got a, uh, a piece of audio feedback, and I'll try to get that into next week's show. Uh, we do want to hear from you. You can also email us if you want uh, feedback at gspn or no feedback at biggestloserpodcast.com or we would love to hear your comments and or thoughts on our blog if you head over to biggestloserpodcast.com. Father Roderick, anything else you're working on in new media that you want to tell people this week? Oh, I just relaunched uh, one of my favorite shows and it's, it has nothing to do with a balanced life, but it is The Secrets of Middle Earth. If you like The Lord of the Rings and The Hobbit and all that stuff, um, head over to uh, secrets.sqpn.com and, and sample that episode. We actually record it inside Middle Earth. 
we went to Rivendell, um, and I'm not going to tell you how we did that, but just listen. Uh, it's 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 so much fun. That is awesome. And of course, if you guys want to follow follow Father Roderick on Twitter, you can do so. He's on uh, Twitter at twitter.com slash Father Roderick. My username on Twitter is GSPN. That stands for Generally Speaking Production Network. And I would love to see you and connect with you there as well. God bless you all. We'll be back again next week. Until then, we encourage you to, well, be a loser. <laughs>